You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bulls Cast, your independent Hereford FC podcast brought to you by the Hereford Times. And I'm Chris Stonage, have got a bit of a sore throat, but I am joined as always by Head of Sport Content from the Hereford Times, Ben Goddard. How are you, mate? Yeah, I've got a cold as well. <laughs> so oh, shocking. All, uh, well, not flued up, but got a bit of a sniffles today on the Bulls cast, haven't we? So the things we do might, not sound, might sound a bit different this week. The, the things we do for 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 this for this podcast, you know, <laughs> through rain, through shine, we're here um, and covering the Bulls, and it's been well, it's been it's been a weird week um, in in the land of Hereford FC. Um, but we'll start with the weekend's trip to Alfreton. Uh, ben, a late, 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 late equaliser from Luke Haynes. Um, how how was it, mate? It must have been uh, a crazy scenes uh, in the press box, or maybe not in the press box for you. Yeah, we'll, we'll go from the start. But yeah, a bit of, a bit of uh, an insight into into my day. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, obviously. COVID precautions are still in place at some of these grounds. And um, I think the National League have have guidelines that are set, set to clubs and some clubs probably follow them more stringently than other clubs, I would say. And uh, But yeah, co- the COVID officer at uh, Alfreton was very, very hot on his, uh, on his COVID restrictions. And I was uh, turfed out of my seat and sent to the opposite end of the ground with no power even though I'd done loads of work in the morning, which meant I had barely any power on my laptop. And, uh, yeah, I was turfed out. Even though there was empty seats all around me, I was turfed out of my seat and uh, and sent to the other end of the ground. So that was uh, yeah, a different start to the day. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was uh, sat amongst the, the fans opposite, so that was no problem there. But, yeah, I had to uh, try and hide in the press box on after half-time just to get some power into my laptop. I had about... 10% of Ooh. power at half time. So I had to sneak inside the press box just to get some power <laughs> for oh the second God. half. So I was watching through a window actually. There's there's half of the press boxes inside at Alfton and with no seats. So I stood up watching through a window in the second half. And uh and when Luke Tain's winner went well equalizer, sorry, not a winner, wish it was, but yeah, when his equalizer went in, I uh ran out of the press box to get a picture of the fans celebrating and uh, in the process sent my laptop. The the wire was kind of like hanging over the passage walkway, oh, no. laptop charger wire. And I sent that flying, which incidentally sent the laptop flying. And uh, I came back from the video and my uh, the laptop was all pixelated. Oh, no. <laughs> with, with lots of my work unsaved as as normal <laughs> ready to ready to be sent or done with whatever and uh yeah luckily a quick re- reboot and uh i was good to go and everything was saved and everything was all right as it was and i was a very lucky boy <laughs> yeah oh man nothing's yeah. worse than technology going wrong so that was uh that was my day <laughs> so you're less about that but um so yeah i mean uh Alfred, so I mean, conceded after what two, three minutes was it? Yeah, and the opening goal just was not what 
Josh Carlin wanted. And uh, and then ha- I think you kind of shook out. The first five, ten minutes, it was just all Alfreton. And, and you kind of thought, oh, God, this is going to be a long afternoon. But after the Herod weather, that ten minutes spell, they uh, they really came into it and and um, deserved their equaliser and could have got another one. And then um, and they were hit again. Um, on the more almost on the break really, and um, so Hereford had to come back into it twice. He came back into it twice and looked like the team that uh, was going to go on and win it. And Alfton, all the the press that were around me when I was hiding in their press box, uh, <laughs> uh, was saying that they 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 were slating their team and saying how dreadful they were playing and that Hereford deserved would they thought were going on to win the game. And would deservedly so go on and win it, and um, and they were quite shocked when after went up the other end and scored, what what they thought could have been the winner, and uh, what looked to be the winner until uh, a master stroke by the coach uh, Jan Klikowski, player coach who uh, who told Josh Gowling to put on Luke Haynes as a centre forward, the last throw of the dice, and uh, as if it was. Written in the stars, he, the ball was going to fall to him from the free kick, and he was on hand to, to put it away. So, great scenes at uh, the last kick of the game, and it's the way to, to rescue a point away from home. Although, I don't think Alfton would have um, argued if Hereford had come away with the three points because Hereford were more than deserved of it in that second half. Um, just defensive lapses, not not whole performance defensively poor just that concentration and uh, yeah just lapses in concentration that we saw at the start of the season we haven't seen for a couple of weeks so I thought they might have sorted that defensive line out of McNally and Ando but you know they were back uh, back to haunt the balls at Alfreton and luckily they rescued a point yeah I mean we've seen Hereford be defensively solid and not score goals and then uh, defensively lapse and score three um, hopefully they can uh, get the two in sync. But um, but yeah, it's great, great to see Luke Haynes on the score sheet. And we, I do love a centre-back striker. There's nothing quite like it, uh, especially when it pays off. Um, we thought there would be, we'd be covering another game uh, this week, but unfortunately not. Um, the COVID outbreak at Kettering. Um, what, what actually happened there, Ben? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, so Kettering had Saturday's game called off. Uh, Josh Gowland said in his interview afterwards there was people from Kettering manager or maybe some of the players at the Alfton game so the signs on the wall were that everything seemed okay in the Kettering camp and that the game would be on and then they Hereford were informed Monday afternoon that the game was not going to be on because one of their, their Covid tests was positive despite some of their team being Alfton <laughs> So on the Saturday, so God knows what's happened there. It uh, doesn't surprise me, but one of four, I think it was one of one of four games off on Saturday, uh, which is coming into flu season. I mean, we've, we've got colds. We, I don't think I've got COVID, <laughs> but uh, it's coming into flu season. And for me, games should have been played earlier in the season. It should have been Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, until we hit a wall like this. And then it wouldn't matter so much if games were off and maybe have a little break after the Christmas period. Maybe have a break in February if if there's if there's if games are rolling in and keep coming, 
and maybe have that break after um, and miss the FA Trophy weekend or yeah, like there's there should have been more games played quicker. Um, I think the Hellenic League will be playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. They're on 14 games and they've played FA Cup games and FA Vars games. Um, Hereford played nine. So I think that Hereford could be five games further on. The season could have been five games further on. And you wouldn't be worrying about all these games being called off. Whereas if it is, if you get four or five games called off, that's four or five Tuesday nights. And we saw where we were at last January. We were trying to fit in 20 games into a couple of months if, if the season had been completed, which it wasn't. But if, if the funding had been found, then it would have been Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday for a lot of them teams. And for me, why not play Saturday, Tuesday in, all, in September and October until, until COVID start, starts putting the games back? Just get the games done. Get them out of the way while the while the weather's there and while the while everyone's fit and healthy, you know. No, no one really knows what will happen this season. Um, in the end, I'm guessing this. My my guess would be the season will be completed, but no one knows. My guess is as good as the government's at the moment. No one has a clue. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm just disappointed that more games weren't completed sooner, and we were all sat around on nice sunny evenings on a Tuesday night in September. And then all these games will be rearranged for February Tuesday nights when it's obviously harder to get to. You've got snow, ice, bad weather, all to deal with. And we could, however, could have been going to these places on Tuesday nights in September. It just, it just doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense why that wasn't done for me. Yeah, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? It shows maybe a little bit of a lack of planning, maybe a lack of forward, forward thinking, but uh, hopefully. Uh, Touchwood, the trip to Boston will be on. Um, a nice trip down south for you, Ben. Uh, what, what's your record like at Boston? Well, my personal record was the only, I think the only other time I've been to Boston, I think, I think Hereford drew or got beaten, narrowly beaten. But anyway, my glasses broke and I lost the glasses lens down the back of the stand <laughs> <laughs> at Boston. And I had one lens in my glasses for about two months until I got them fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so my personal record is not very good at Boston. <laughs> but it is a new ground. They have moved out of their old ground, so it would be a different press area. So I haven't got that worry. <laughs> my glasses lens might still be in the old ground at Boston. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be a tough game. Now, Boston fancy themselves for, for playoffs, I'm guessing. Um, so it'd be, it'd be a difficult um, encounter. Hereford won at York, who also fancy themselves. So, uh, yeah, it'd be a tough, tough ask for Hereford after. But, positive signs at Alfreton and just a couple of defensive lapses to to sort out going forward a similar performance and I think the goals will come because there won't be many defensive outfits that will be able to keep Hereford quiet in the way they played Alfreton for the full 90 uh, a lot of a lot of teams will will struggle against that forward line um, with the way they were gambling in the box with several players because there's there's a lot of forward midfielders that can really cause trouble in that Hereford team, uh, a lot of different options, 
and we saw them starting to click out. And I, I say that very tentatively because we know that one week can change dramatically in Hereford's world at the moment. Uh, God knows what we'll be talking about next week. But yeah, so I say it tentatively, but going forward, it did look better at Alfredton. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we will see a little bit of more defensive solidity with the return of Christian Pierce. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, Christian's got apparently back in full, full training. Uh, so he may be the answer. Would Hereford have conceded three goals with a fit Christian Pierce to Alfton? I'm not sure they would. So he might be the ticket to, to the final final piece in the jigsaw before Hereford go on a run. Everyone of winning games. That's what Hereford fans will be praying for. So, um, yeah, they'll be praying that the, uh, the the chief is back leading the defensive line and uh, at Boston on Saturday and, and Hereford keep their forward line moving and uh, keep the chances coming. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully positive result at Boston, but tough place to go, tough ask. Uh, but, yeah, who knows? Getting that perfect balance and combination will be will be crucial, and hopefully it will click. Um, that's one thing I sort of struggle to do uh, as the the new Bulls manager um, on Football Manager 2022, mate. Um, I uh, it, it came out last week, and I, I decided, you know what, be Hereford, you know, just to a get to know the squad even more, um, and then and, and form my own opinions. And you know what, it was inconsistent, man. It was inconsistent. <laughs> Um, the the, uh, the tone of our podcast for the, the since August has been yeah. inconsistent in Hereford. So absolutely. you proud of yourself. It's absolutely inconsistent, mate. But did manage to finish 11th. So it's, will we take that this season, man? I think I think at the moment, 11th wouldn't be an awful season for Hereford. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you the disdain in my... Uh, the tone of my voice at 11th. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, be okay, I suppose. I, I'm not. I A tiny, really quiet part of me still sees a playoff run in there. But it's got to happen soon. It's got to click soon. And this run of games has got to start building. Momentum's got to start soon. But... Still a long part of the season. We only played nine games. <laughs> I was saying earlier, I wish it had been 15, but that's the playing <laughs> pair of hands. I mean, still a lot, lot of games and a lot of points to go at. Uh, I'd be disappointed with 11th, uh, with the potential that the squad's got. I think if they finish 11th, you'd look back at a lot of missed opportunities and a lot of mistakes that have cost them vital points. Um but I still, there's something in me that feels that there is a playoff push in that team. It's just got to click very soon and got to start making up ground very soon. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was it was a the issue was uh, was scoring goals. Um, Miles Story finished my top scorer with 11 goals in the season, which uh, which wasn't which wasn't great. And uh, and obviously defensively we were we were fine, but we went on a run of losing eight games in a row. So that's probably where yeah. it went. That's probably where it went wrong. Um, yeah, God, eight games. Eight games. What were you doing to them? I, I I decided to play an asymmetric formation 
which I'm not sure worked with a Vanarama National North team. No, I'm not uh, sure. I'm not sure I worked with Man United. Never mind. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on from Bulls, uh, Westfields um, this weekend, their women's team uh, got their first first win of the season. Uh, spoke to to Ben Archer, that their boss, and hopefully it'll be a cat, um, it'll be a um, a catalyst for them to to shoot right up uh, their league table, Ben. Yeah, like obviously you probably know more than me about them at the moment. Uh, they obviously got promoted last season. It's a big jump. Um, you're talking from like grassroots level to back in, into the women's pyramid. Um, a lads club have won that, won the league below several times. Chosen not to make that jump because it's a big commitment in travelling, expenses, time, training. It's, it's it is from grassroots to women's pyramid football um, and they decided to fair play to them for making that jump this season um, and thank, um, well done for getting the win on uh, Saturday their first win uh, there's there's a lot of other teams struggling in that league uh, so that they are clawing away from them I think a mid-table uh, finish would be very very successful uh, while they find their, their feet in that league so Brilliant to see him winning um, and long may it will continue and hopefully they'll start to rise up our league. Absolutely, but not quite as successful um, yesterday for, for, for Westfield's men. Uh, you were down at Old Pie Park um, for, for, for that game. Uh, a 1-0 defeat to Tuffley Rovers, mate. Um, how yeah. tough was that on on, uh, on the fields? Very tough to take for them because obviously they're, they, they were closing before Tuesday night, they were closing in on the league leaders, the league there's the after a mixed and uh, up and down start to the season uh, where they lost a lot of points in the title race and they were starting to close in on that on that pack um, a couple of injuries and uh, a couple of players unavailable for last night uh, but still a strong enough team to win the game and um, and Tuffley were just very resilient um, I'm sure Hereford fans will have sympathy with the way Westfield's got beat. They dominated possession. They had lo- lots, of pose- lots of possession, didn't create a lot of clear-cut chances, a lot of balls in and around the box, a lot of floated balls in the air being headed away, constantly headed away. And, and then toughly, five minutes to go, Herif- uh, Westfield's got caught napping uh, on the counter-attack. They released the centre-forward. He puts it in the back of the net and they shut up shop again. And uh, yeah, I mean, Harrow fans know that routine a lot. Yeah. And uh, Westfields were suckers for it on uh, on Tuesday night. So they've got a big week now. They're away. Um, they've got a tough trip on Saturday, and then they host the league leaders on Tuesday night at Pay Park. So a big game there. Um, so Lads Club are also at home on Tuesday night. So to to the uh, the alleyway will be busy. <laughs> certainly will be games either side of the alleyway so the um, yeah it'd be an interesting week for the Atlantic Premier side yeah it'd be really good I mean you just look, I'm just looking at the table now and Westfields are in seventh but they've played 14 and the two teams below them have just played 12 but they're only uh eight points off the off the top and a win a win against Cribs does cut that down so 
who knows? Um, hopefully, we can put a run together and get more uh, some some success this season. Um, moving away from from football altogether, we do like to to, to shake it up, don't we? Uh, here at Ballcast, um, some some cyclocross, Ben. Now you're going to have to explain to me what on earth is that, and it's like going on in Hereford on Sunday. So what what's going on there, mate? I love the way you said it, cyclocross. Cyclocross. Oh. <laughs> as a former cyclocross rider, I just thought I'd throw that in as a as a bit of a plug to help some mates out. <laughs> Go on, what's going on? What's going on? So the West Midlands League are they're competing at um Hereford Racecourse on Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, afternoon, uh races all through the day. Uh I think there's over 250 cyclists going to be taking part so it's basically um on road bikes so if you imagine riding your road bike around a really muddy and wet and grassy field and feel how and imagine how slippery it would be then you've got cyclocross so it's fast it's high paced and there's lots of incidents and crashes uh because it's fast and you've got barely any grip on them little tires so it's it's yeah it's a good uh, good sport to go and watch. Uh, the main race is at I think half past two, quarter past two, on um, Saturday, Sunday, and they'll be racing for an hour. Uh, there's if you want to go d- down, there's kids races starting at ten o'clock, and then they have different eight races for different categories all through the day. So it's worth going to have a watch. Uh, but yeah, the main senior race is at two around two two half two on a. Uh, Saturday, Sunday. So, um, yeah, down they'll be racing for an hour. So it'll be between about half two and half three, uh, the main race. But, yeah, um, otherwise, all through the day, there'll be smaller races going on. Women's only race, I think that's about 12 o'clock. Um, and, yeah, so something different to go and uh, experience in Hereford on Sunday. And it's free. So just have a, have a wonder. Take your kids, take the dogs and go and have a... I wonder and go and have a watch and there's a, it's a good 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 spectator sport and it's only small laps so you can get engrossed in the race and you can see nearly all what's happening from one spot on the race course and uh and yeah it's, it's a good spectator sport to watch so that sounds pretty pretty crazy mate um so we've got a listener's comment uh ben that you've uh you messaged me about so uh what 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 have our listeners uh, been saying? We'll, we'll try and get if you want to send a comment in, please do. We will read it out. We'll make sure because we you know we, we we appreciate everyone that listens to this. So yeah, Oliver Summers, uh, yeah, messaged me. Um, I think he's a Westfield fan, so he was uh, he was making the comment after the Hereford Bromyard game and saying he was slightly disappointed that more of the sort of the young lads that are doing well at the likes of Westfields aren't integrated into like the Hereford, the county county team. Uh, obviously, Hereford Academy, and uh, he was disappointed with the way Hereford Academy, which was going quite well under Hereford FC, um, and they they did they went on a great FA Youth Cup run and played at Portsmouth in that competition, and then obviously it was disbanded. Um, financial difficulties, obviously, Hereford as a football club have to be sustainable as a first team first and obviously the decision was made um that they wouldn't have an academy um obviously disappointed a lot of youngsters because there was a lot of age groups and also women's side as well and um yeah there's a lot of disappointed youngsters with with that decision which was 
rightly or wrongly made, but it was made. And uh, and now Her- Hereford have got the uh, the community side, which is an under 18s, um, which are, is currently an under 18s team, which I'm pretty sure they're going to link with a scholarship sort of schooling programme further down the line. I think that's next year. Um, so obviously the under 18s um, have started from from basic, from trials, and and obviously there's going to be better players out there um, that are already assigned to senior clubs or playing their football elsewhere because that's what happened when the academy went and the youngsters had nowhere to play for a season. Then some they they're going to play somewhere else. Other teams are going to have the best the best youngsters in Herefordshire are going to find somewhere else to play. So Hereford has to start from from basic, and that's what they've done. And it's good to see. And I was impressed with the youngsters at Bromyard. There's some brilliant youngsters at Westfields, uh, the Corley Cox and Harrison Summers of the world, and Joe Davis, who's doing brilliant at the back as well. And some brilliant youngsters at Lads Club, Hereford Lads Club as well. Um, they've got an excellent side coming through um, full of youngsters. So they're, they're helping develop youngsters as well and Pegasus as well. Also brilliant bringing youngsters. They've got their own youth sides. So have Lads Club. So Westfields, they've all got their own youth sides, all bringing youngsters through and giving them chances in the first team, which I think is important. Um, and all, all three of them clubs are excellent at it. Um, so there's going to be players that choose not to play for the Hereford under 18s and choose to stay at Pegasus or choose to stay at Westfields and choose to stay at Lads Club. And I'm sure Josh Cowling is looking at them players and seeing what they're doing because the likes of Toby Raisin came up through Herefordshire football and was selected for the Hereford side. And I'm sure he's, he's sure he's looking and seeing who, who he can bring in. This season, no doubt, he was probably concentrating on the first team because obviously Hereford first team only if you look at the fast change from this season from last season's FA Trophy finalist team to this team there's a vast vast changes in the personnel so um, he's obviously had his focus elsewhere trying to sort out the the first team at Edgar Street um, in the off season I think once once there's probably a more stable first team I don't think he wanted as many players to leave as they did in, in the summer and obviously losing your likes of your Carl Finn, Joey Butlin didn't help because they've kind of, and Jamie Grimes is another one and losing them sort of key players that was the, the, the staple of the team last season. He's obviously had to focus all his attention on the first team uh, and not saying that the, the, the talent in the Herefordshire have been left out because I'm sure they, I'm sure he knows about them. Um, but the under 18s team is, they train as the first team. They train the, the Hereford under-18s and they they share the same ethos as the first team. And if they do well in a match day, then they train with the first team in the week as well. So there's a, it's a good, a really good uh, pathway there for the under-18s. And uh, I'm sure more um, talented players in Herefordshire will be invited into that setup into that under 18s if they choose to they might not choose to they might choose to stay with your Westfields or your Pegasus or your Lads Club and get senior football there because they're obviously more likely to get senior minutes on a regular basis at Westfields Pegasus or Lads Club than you are in a Herefordshire because that's just the way it is um, so yeah it's an interesting comment um, and yeah bring bring more comments and we'll discuss 
discussion Man. points are always always good and well i'll give my honest opinion on where i think <laughs> where i think they lies on that sort of thing absolutely uh, and now they talk about the greatest comebacks uh in in world in world history you think of istanbul you think of i don't know i, I i'm not i'm struggling to come back but one of the greatest things that come to mind is the rise of ben goddard in the fantasy league now from from languishing in the in the bottom couple uh, of places he is now up to 51st uh, in uh, the Herefordshire Times Fantasy League with 85 points on the weekend. Ben. Yeah. It trust is- the process. Trust. Stick with Josh Gowlin and trust the process. I think that's that. <laughs> you got to trust, you got to tr- you got to trust the process because sometimes, yeah, maybe you will be floating around the bottom, but now you're coming up towards the top half. Like, yeah. Not Lying far away. It. It's clicked, hasn't it? It's, <laughs> it's clicked. It was, it was struggling at the bottom. And now it's clicked. And, and- that- I left yeah. my salad as captain. That's pretty and much all. Unlike you. Unlike me. I made an absolute, uh, I made I made a schoolboy error. Because I thought going into the Liverpool Man United game, I thought, you know what, it's going to be, it's not going to be the, the highest scoring game. I'll take Mo Salah off captain and give it to Ivan Tony of Brentford. Um, that that proved um, completely wrong because he went and scored a hat-trick and Tony didn't score. Um, which meant that I plummeted from 10th to 23rd. So there we go. You're only you're only 28 point places behind me, mate. It's it's no, it's a long season. That's all I'm gonna say. It's a long season, yeah. Yeah, mm. same as uh, Hereford. They're only only starting out. It's it's a long season. I'm only in game week nine as well on the you know, exactly. So it's a, it's a long, long way to go yet. But yeah, don't 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 move so set Mo Salah as your captain. <laughs> <laughs> Finding Timo still that league. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that is it, that is probably the thing that clicked for you and the thing that definitely should have clicked for me. I mean, um, those players don't really help me week in, week out either, does it? No. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't, doesn't help. I may have to move Adam Traore out. I might, I'll leave Connor in just for... Just for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he gets me any points, though. But yeah, yeah I'd have be been better moving both of them out, probably, but I can't do that. Find, finding Timo uh, is running away with it at the top of the league, 111 points, and now 28 points clear at the top of, of, of the table. So fair enough to you, Sandy. Um, but yeah, that is, concludes another uh, episode of Bullscast. Uh, cheers, Ben, for joining me as per usual. Make sure to get your comments in uh, on the Hereford Times website or on Twitter or whatever, whatever medium uh, you'd like to do so. And yeah, uh, we'll catch you in the next episode next week and hopefully with a few more points on the board. See you later.